Hey guys, how you doing today? This week I've got a question with what on earth do you do when you're analyzing a business and you're trying to figure out if it's profitable or not and there's inventory involved and they haven't been counting the inventory every year. Why is this a problem and what can we do about it? Hey everyone, it's uh, David Barnett from davidcbarnett.com, the blog site, YouTube channel, iTunes podcast where I talk about buying, selling, managing small businesses, making deals, and anything else really that people send me questions about. This week I'm dealing with the question of inventory counting and the cost of goods sold. So first of all, what am I even talking about? Why is this a problem? Well, let me put a little example up here on the board. So guys, what I've done is I put a simple example up here on the board. If we have sales of $100 and COGS, which is cost of goods sold to 50, then we have a gross profit of $50. And of course, below the gross profit is where all the other overhead expenses, we call them, of the business go. So this is where the rent would go and the power bill and the phone bill and the advertising and all that other stuff that businesses spend money on. So what does the cost of goods sold have to do with inventory? Let's imagine for a minute that we start a brand new business and in the first year of business we buy $60 worth of stuff. Okay, And so we buy $60 worth of stuff, we have $100 worth of sales, and at the end of the year we have $10 worth of our stuff left over. This is our inventory at the end of the year. So this number, cost of goods sold, where exactly does it come from? Well, it comes from a very basic little formula that says Whatever you buy minus what you have left gives you your cost of goods sold. Now, that makes sense, right? In the first year, we bought $60 worth of stuff. We have $10 left over, so our cost of goods sold then equals $50. 60 10 and so that $50 goes right here, right? So we can figure out our gross profit at the end of the year. But now when we start the second year, our, our formula for cost of goods sold has to change. We don't just start with what we buy. We have to also add our starting inventory, right? If in year two, we have a starting inventory of 10, we buy another $50 worth of stuff, and we have $10 left over, we're still going to end up with a $50 cost of goods sold. So in a lot of businesses, when you have a certain amount of stuff on the shelves and it just kind of rolls over from one year to next, the cost of goods sold remains pretty constant. The inventory at the end of the year remains pretty constant. And here's what happens is owners start to become lazy and they don't actually want to count the inventory. And so when they stop counting the inventory, it means that the starting and leftover numbers in our cost of goods sold formula become incorrect. And what that then means is that our cost of goods sold number starts to become incorrect. In the worst case scenario, here's what could happen. If an owner is simply making up inventory numbers and the actual inventory on the shelves is going up or down, what the effect will be is that it will move some of the profit from one calendar year to the next, or vice versa. Now, sophisticated owners who are trying to manage taxes will also manipulate their inventory level for financial purposes in order to have an impact on their sales, on their, on their income tax, rather. So think for a minute. If I manage to manipulate my cost of goods sold up 
what will happen is my gross profit will go down, my net income will also go down, and I will pay lower taxes. Right? So if I were running a business and I wanted to pay lower taxes and I wasn't running things by the book, what would I do to create a higher cost of goods sold? Well, what I would do is I would manipulate my leftover inventory number down. I've seen this happen over and over and over again where you have a business which has been in business for a long time, it's very profitable, on the books they might have $100,000 worth of inventory, and then when you go and count what's on the shelves, you find a quarter of a million dollars worth of stuff, right? And it's because they've been manipulating year after year the inventory figure because they've been trying to reduce their tax burden. So what does this mean from the point of view of someone trying to buy a business, and how do you deal with this kind of situation? Because believe me, I've run across all kinds of situations where professional business brokers have been representing businesses for sale and have never noticed or looked into this problem. And when I get those financial statements and I start digging into it, um, I start to ask the right questions. What we realize is the business may actually be more or less profitable than what's actually being represented. In an extreme case, what can happen is if inventories are declining, okay, what's happening is pr gross profit can go up and the profitability of the business will look higher than it is and it's because stuff is being sold that was paid for in a prior year and if the change in inventory isn't accurately recorded, what it can look like is it can look like profitability has actually gone up. So I actually represented at one time a retail business that I sold to someone else and when we started to get into the numbers, we started to realize that there was an inventory count problem. The owner admitted that it was so arduous a task that they didn't do it every year. And when we started to dig into what was happening in the business, we realized that it wasn't nearly as profitable as they believed in one particular year. And actually, that was a year that that set of financial statements won her an award from the local chamber of commerce for having such an exceptionally well-run business except of course it wasn't well run at all. Now, if you're looking at a business like this, what are some of the clues that you can look for to tell you that the inventory isn't properly being counted? Number one, the biggest one, is that if the cost of goods sold as a percentage of sales seems to be changing a lot from one year to the next. So if the industry norm, for example, is to have cost of goods sold be about 30 or 35% of sales, and you see a year with 28% and a year with 40% and a year with 22%, you know, it oscillates, that's a good indication that the cost of goods sold isn't being calculated properly. The other thing that you can look for, which is a little bit easier to spot for people that aren't very sophisticated, is if the inventory numbers from one year's balance sheet to the next don't change. So I've seen this a lot with, with businesses that don't really have a lot of inventory for sale, but rather they have inventory that they use as work in progress. So for example, machine shops, We'll just put down year after year that they got $15,000 worth of inventory and they've just got a bunch of old pieces of metal and scrap and rods and rebar and I-beams and stuff behind the shop and it's really not worth anything unless someone comes in and happens to need some of that stuff and a lot of it is like leftovers and things. So how exactly do you count it and put a value on it? It's not like those goods are on the shelf for resale. So, so if you see that inventory is just the same all the time that can bring in the question of what exactly is being done with inventory count and is the cost of goods sold accurate. So what other ways can we handle the problem though? What do we do about it? Well, 
this is a challenge. What you have to actually start to do is you have to look at what is the inventory as a proportion of sales. So if it's a million dollars in sales every year and they carry an inventory of like $10,000, chances are mix-ups or improper counting of inventory are not going to have a material impact on the outcome of the business's finances. So if that's the case, it's a little bit easier for you to deal with. It's not such a big thing. If the inventory is a big proportion of annual sales, then you have to dig into it more deeply. So for example, if a company has a million dollars in sales and they carry quarter million dollars in inventory, now it's a big deal because if the business is going to have a 10% profit margin, miscounting inventory can actually throw the profit on or off by 100%, right? Because businesses are asymmetrical systems. A big impact or a small impact on the top line can have a big impact on the bottom line. So what do you have to then do? You have to start looking at actual projects or jobs or transactions. So you actually start to examine customer records of sales and you look at what is being sold to these customers and what goods actually went to them and what are the gross margins on these things. And you start to look at actual sale transactions and compare the cost of goods sold on those deals that the business did versus what the financial statements are showing. And so sometimes you can then feel comfortable modifying or normalizing the income statement and adjusting that cost of goods sold. I've ended up having to do that on a couple of cases where inventory wasn't being tracked properly. And as soon as I developed a high enough degree of confidence that the business was obtaining sort of a, a consistent cost of goods sold in their markup and, and sales method, I was able to go and change the income statements and feel that it was probably okay. But of course, every time we do one of these kinds of adjustments, we're dealing with greater and greater risk. We're entering the world of the unknown. And of course, what I always like to say is the more risk and the more unknown you're taking on when you're entering into one of these deals to buy a small business, the greater you have to mitigate those risks through deal structure. And of course, if you want to learn how to properly structure one of these small business purchase deals, you got to get over to businessbuyeradvantage.com and enroll in my online course. It's my full day seminar program. And of course, when you do it online, you get to do it in the luxury of your own home. You get to repeat modules. You get the video modules, the audio modules. You get the workbook, etc. And then after that, it's the next step, which is helping you prepare to buy a business. It's a 12-step self-coaching program. And for those of you who haven't already, get on over to my website or go on to Amazon. I've got all kinds of books that are going to help expand your business knowledge. Just look for me, David C. Barnett. Keep your questions coming. And if you haven't already, go over to David C. Barnett. Sign up for my email list and I'll send you videos just like this one every week. Thanks a lot and we'll see you next time.